I want to start off tonight by telling you a good news, okay? I've got a good news to share. I'm just excited about it. I have lost five kilograms. Oh, come on, guys. If you are here in this space on Zoom, you could send this emoji or these reactions. Can I get a hardship? Now, if you know me, those guys who know me, I love my food, okay? So the past couple of years, I work out. I do work out. I'm not like Niraj. Niraj is like another level because God has blessed him tremendously with gifts and talents in that area. Um, but yeah, I've been battling with it. I know I've just been telling myself like any other guy, I guess, it's okay, just work out, make sure to be healthy. Uh, but after this long battle, I just like, I told myself like, you know what, I just gotta trim off some of these things. So I just, over the years, gained all this unnecessary weight, thanks to the Pani Puri um, back in India, which I really miss it. I, I hope I'm making any miss home even more. Uh, the chai. The sugar level is just amazing. But yeah, those are the added calories. Man, crazy stuff. And yep, like Neville saying, um, Niraj is one of the leading the 300 Spartans. Yes, I, dis I don't disagree with you. I totally agree with you on that. So this is the good news, five kilos. So it took me about almost four weeks to lose this five kilos. Okay, so from 105, now I am 100. And what helps this journey even better is that uh, our church as well, we are going through a 21-day fast and prayer. So we are also believing God to do something great here in this city of Alostar, which I'll get into a little bit later on in my sermon. And so oh, on this journey, I'm just looking back and seeing that, man, four weeks, only five kilos, like it's crazy. I mean, I'm pushing myself like never before. And I think most of you here are in the young adult zone. I think the moment you hit 25 and above, like I'm, I'm 31 this year, your metabolic rate just dropped like, pew, like, like it's like that sound effect in the game console, you know? Pew, pew, pew. It, it just goes off. Like it's hard. So I want to push more than ever. Watch my diet, right? That's the most important thing. Um, trying to keep it very clean. My wife has been helping me a lot on it. Um, and dreading the most, which is cardio. Like, you just got to run. Like, oh my gosh. So I'm doing all of that. But what has happened? I've discovered there is a silver lining after these four weeks, okay? Through the amount of, I don't know, torment I put on myself, some might say, I see a silver lining. Every day right now, in Malaysian time, roughly about 5, 5.30 p.m., I think maybe Niraj might share this experience. I kind of like it where my body goes into this, like, come on, you got to do something or else your day is wasted. Like, I, I'm in that zone right now. Now, I'm not the perfect example, okay? I'm not, I'm still, have a, I still have a long way to go. But during about 5.30, yeah, I'll get that inclination. Like, I got to do something. And also, at the same time, as much as I dread to run, as I am running, I like the after effect of running. Like, once you're done running, I'm sure most of you have run here before, when you start sitting down, you know that heat that radiates out from your body? Like, I, I enjoy that. Some people say it's a runner's high. I don't know. I'm enjoying that. So in these four weeks, you could say that there's a certain growth in this area of my life. And coming back to where we are at in our life and all, I can't help but to think, are we stewards of growth in our life? 
Like growth is something where it is non-negotiable. Growth is something that all of us go through. Well, we are here, right? We were infants before. Now here we are as adults. We will go through all these things. But here's the thing. Do we know about growth? And I'm going to get to a little more details for tonight. But I like what Pastor Craig Rochelle shares about growth. He says that growth is never automatic or guaranteed. That means human beings, humans, we don't naturally drift towards growth. In fact, human beings, we drift towards complacency, complexity, and decline. Man, human beings, we love to find the easy way out, right? So back to running. As I'm running the first like one minute, deep in my subconscious self, I don't know, maybe the little devil on my shoulder is telling me, hey, Daniel, three minutes is enough. It's more than enough. You can just cut it, call it quits already. But no, you just got to do it. Now, growth is uneasy. We all know that. But what I like about this quote or this teaching is that growth is never automatic. We got to be intentional about it. So are you intentional with the growth in your life? Now, what growth am I talking about? I want to get real specific tonight. Are you intentional about the growth you have with your relationship in God? You see, we can go all out and say that I'm a Christian. We can even wear all those amazing Christian tees. You know, when you check your Spotify, like recently, uh, I'm sure some of you have checked your top playlist of the year on Spotify. And maybe you take pride in seeing that Hillsong United or maybe Elevation Church is like your top two, you know, most listened songs of the year. Wow, great job for you guys. But it's got to be more than that. There must be more. And why do I say there must be more? Because if our relationship with God is limited to that alone, then my dear friends tonight, we are headed towards somewhere where it's really bad. Destruction is one of it, and we will lose our identity in God. So tonight, I really want to get all of us into this rhythm where we can really believe that God, we know that you are going to do great things in our life, that we know we don't have to worry, that we know that when we have you and when we have you closer to us, as we draw deeper, deeper with God, we know that we will have a better tomorrow. Our spiritual health, how is it? Are we stewards of the growth in our relationship with God? In the Bible, in the book of Hebrews chapter 6, I'm reading from verse 1 to 3, but I'm reading from verse 1 first. I'm going to share in the chat real quick, and here it goes because I'm reading from the message version or the message paraphrase. So it says here, the author tells the people, so come on, let's leave these preschool finger-painting exercises on Christ and get on with the grand work of art. Grow up in Christ. I like how this version says, leave the preschool finger painting exercise. Come on, guys. You were back in school, all those finger painting exercises. My daughter is in that phase right now. She's five years old, so she does all this finger painting. And she comes up to me and she says, Daddy, Daddy, this is beautiful, right? And of course, she's five years old. I will tell her, yes, babe, it is beautiful. But if my daughter at 30 years old were to come and show me this finger painting and says that, 
Dad, this is my best art ever. I, I would have a serious conversation with her. Now, some of you might think that, hey, Pastor Daniel, art is subjective. I know, I, I get all that. But I'm sure you get where I'm coming from as well. Like, imagine a 40-year-old, 30-year-old comes and paints that way. Now, I'm not saying that you're not supposed to be a good artist, but there should be a certain level in how you draw, am I right? So all of us here tonight, as we are on this verse, let's leave the preschool finger painting exercises on Christ and get on with the grand work of art. Grow up in Christ. What is a grand work of art? Man, to, to go towards a grand work of art, there must be intentionality. Oh, there's hard work involved. We talk about the Mona Lisa. Do you know how hard it is to paint the Mona Lisa? We talk about all the beautiful infrastructure there is, is in India. I mean, shout out to India for all the great stuff that you provide in the world as well. But hey, you know what? Somebody somewhere is sitting down, working their butts off really, really hard so that someone somewhere can enjoy the benefit of it. And especially Pune is a city of IT. Man, you guys have helped out a lot of people in the world with their IT solutions and everything. So without you guys, really, without you guys working hard and building a work of art, we wouldn't enjoy the work of art. But here's the thing. I like it what it says as well. We got to grow up in Christ. To grow up in Christ. To grow up, that requires work and attention. More than just duties. More than just what Miraj has done earlier. You know, going through the communion with us, what Neville and um, what is the other guy's name? Lil Johnny. Okay, I hope that's, that's his name, I guess. Who's leading us in worship. More than all those duties that we have, there must be more. We must grow up in Christ. So in verse 2 to 3, which I'm going to share with you guys in the chat. And here it goes. The basic foundational truths are in place. Turning your, back on, turning your back on salvation by self-help and turning in towards God, trust towards God. So we know that. We know that we cannot be saved alone. We need Jesus in our life. When we have Him in our life, we know that we have eternal life. Okay, so we know all that. Baptismal instructions, right? So, of course, back in the day, Jewish culture, they have all these things that they have to go through, the way and the processions and all these things, laying on the hands, resurrection of the dead, eternal judgment. We know all that. God helping us will stay true to all of that. It's all good. We know all that. And as Christians, we know all that. But there's so much more. Let's get on with it. The author is challenging us that, hey, as Christians, there must be more. As discoverers and followers of Christ, there must be more. It cannot just be focusing on a certain structure, sticking to it for the rest of, the, of your life. No, it, it's not that. There's got to be more. Today, my wife might enjoy strawberry-flavored ice cream. And maybe five years down the road, I see her enjoying chocolate chip mint ice cream. And I'm going to tell, and imagine go up to her and say, Hey, babe, why are you eating this? This is not your favorite ice cream. Your favorite ice cream is strawberry. And she's going to tell me that, Dan, what's wrong if I want to have mint chocolate chip ice cream? I'm like, no, you're not true to yourself. You like strawberry ice cream because that's what you like five years ago. Then we begin to discover and realize that, oh my gosh, like, where are we going with this? We're going to be in deep trouble if we are going to be dead. Now, don't get me wrong. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But our lives, in what we go through, the people we react with, our relationship with Him. And there are certain points I want to share with you tonight because I feel that today that Christians more than ever, for those of you who are discovering more about Jesus as well, we cannot limit it to just few simple steps 
or maybe to just one type of structure and that's it. No, you've got to discover it. You've got to go deeper into it. So here's the thing. How can we today get on with it, as the Bible says, and improve our relationship with God? Number one, and I'll be sharing up here in the chat, growth in our relationship with God cannot be substituted with our weekly gatherings. It's good today you are here, you have presented yourself from different parts of the world. Now you could be doing other things, but here you are. You might be turning off your camera because you're enjoying dinner. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, okay? But here you are. We are all gathered in this space, right? But that does not define us as a Christian that is an exemplary example, you might call it, or at a perfect way. No, there are a lot more things to do. If you're just a Christian who just commit to coming to service every single week, we are basically like that guy who goes to gym every single week, once a week, and says that he's the fittest guy. I'm sure you've got friends like that who just goes to the gym once a week, run on the treadmill, lift some weights. I don't even know what is he doing in the gym. Takes a few pictures, hashtag done for the day, and that's it, he leaves. That's not a fit guy. A fit guy is someone like Niraj. Ask Niraj how many times he push up or sit-ups or all the things that he's doing. It's, it's intense to be fit, to be at the level of being fit. Are you fit in your relationship with God? Do you dig deep into the Word of God? Do you go deeper with God? After Pastor Ninat have preached or anybody has spoken on this platform, do you take the time to dissect into the Word? I had an interesting conversation with a friend recently who was challenging the fact that sometimes when we do church today, he said like, hey, Daniel, don't you think that you're spoon-feeding people sometimes and telling them all of these things? I said that, yeah, to a certain extent, I do feel that. But that's where we have to come and to train, to teach, to push people. And for us, especially in this space here tonight, for any relationship to work, it cannot just be a once-a-week thing. There's got to be more than that. I mean, even science proves that if you want to be at a fit level of some sort, you've got to run at least a minimum of three times a week. And some might even say, some article might say that at least minimum 12 minutes, you've got to fulfill that. Then maybe your, your heart condition, your body condition, you are at a tip-top condition, I guess, at somewhat of a level. But if we are not at that level with God, if you don't even read your Bible three times a week, and you're only just waiting to come every Friday, every Sunday here in this space. Sorry, Friday is where we gather every time. But Sunday here in this space, then are you just wasting your time? Are you just wasting your time with God? Are you cheating your time with God? Is what I want to challenge you tonight. Who are we lying to ourselves? If all the time that we come here and we don't go back and dissect into the Word of God, get back, get Pastor Ninat. You know, get him frustrated because you're coming back to him and asking him, hey, pastor, I'm reading about this Bible verse. What does it mean? I'm reading it. I'm feeling it this way. Talk to some of the leaders over at Zealous. You know, mess up Vipin's life. He's here for you. Hey, Vipin, what's going on? The Bible says this, to forgive, but I cannot forgive. It's so hard to forgive this guy right now. Hey, talk to these people. They are here for you. Growth in Christ. Our relationship with God cannot be substituted with our weekly gatherings. And he says, tell me about it, a variety of chips, huh? As Vipin says, yeah, we can get there later on. Number two, 
growth in our relationship with God, right? Growth in our relationship with God cannot... All right, sorry guys, one moment. I realized I haven't been sharing with you all. Okay, here it goes, here it goes. Growth in our relationship with God cannot be substituted with fancy quotes or one single Bible verse. Now, I want to get as specific as possible. This is something that I challenge my people here as well in this city of mine, where we are in an age where, man, if you were to repost something on Instagram or on Facebook, sharing, share someone's post or maybe a worship set or something, that does not mean you're closer to God. I've met people, I've met people, legit, who thinks that by doing so, and that's it, that's their verse for the day. Some quote somewhere, like, now it's good to follow all these pastors online, thought leaders, I do follow them as well. And I think these quotes are really remarkable. But if we don't take the time to go in-depth into it, it's, it's really pointless at the end of the day because you might be going through something and God wants to do a greater change. But if you're just taking that one simple quote that says, you can do all things with Christ who strengthens you, when a girl already told you that, no, stop texting me for the 1,000th time, it's not going to work. Like, why, where are you pushing? Are you pushing the boundaries? Where are you going with this? And so I, I was just thinking, uh, who is a person who, who would be like this, right? So it's like, a friend of yours, and I'm sure you have met someone like this before, okay? It's an exciting season. A brand new movie comes out, so you met your friend. And you came up to your friend and, your fr and, you, and you were like, Hey man, Wakanda forever. And your friend goes like, Yeah, Wakanda forever. And you guys are like so excited. Whoa, we are Wakanda forever. Wah! And you guys get into the conversation, get going. And then suddenly you realize, like, does your friend actually knows what he's talking about. Then you ask your friend, hey, you, I mean, you are excited with this Wakanda forever, but do you know what is it? Um, 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 yeah, yeah, I know, man. It's about Black Panther, man. Okay, that's good. It's about Black Panther. And, and uh, what part of the movie is that? Oh, sorry, man. I saw that on Instagram. I saw someone was doing it. You know, I saw Chadwick Boseman, you know, Wakanda forever. Yeah, but can you imagine that the frustrations like you spend a good minute of like, not a good minute, like 10 minutes of your time got so excited with him only to find out that he is reciprocating with you through something that he experienced on Instagram. Like that's not the same. You've got to sit in the cinema. You've got to cry when Black Panther comes out. You've got to cry when his cousin betray him or come after him. Man, it's a crazy movie. But if you're going to just use Instagram, that one repost, and then you go on like, Haha, Wakanda forever. Like, you're going to X that friend out of your life. Like, what's the point, dude? Like, that is the point of annoying. How about your relationship with God? God, I know you because today I saw Ninat post something on Instagram. And I think this is what you want to speak to me. Like, I think those quotes, those quotes that you see on Instagram, those are the ignition key. Those should get you going into the Word of God. But if that's all you have, that's your meal for the day, like, oh my goodness, you've got to look into your life. Something's got to change. There's a reason for a whole passage in the Bible. As we begin to dissect and learn, the word is learn, yeah? Dissect and learn. That's where we'll get a clearer picture of God's grace and love. Or else we will always borrow someone else's conviction. So don't go around 
quoting John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you have never read John chapter 3, or even better, to challenge you, how about the whole book of John? You see, I don't want us to be Christians, followers of Christ, who is just so surfaced with our relationship, who build our relationship based on someone's quote on Instagram. If that's who we are tonight, repent. No, I'm just kidding. But we have to get into that level where God will come and convict us. Number three, growth in our relationship with God cannot be substituted with online sermons or podcasts. We are living in a day and age where fun, it is a great time, right? Podcasts here, left, right, center. I'm doing a podcast as well. Um, so many people out there I know they are doing it. And of course, we are coming from a good direction. We want to encourage people. We want to push people to live out of their comfort zone, to challenge some of their behaviors. Don't just, do, don't just fall into a culture and just dive into it and not realizing that if it's wrong or right, to actually acknowledge where God is in the center of our life. So all these things are important. But here is the thing. Podcasts, online sermons are like multivitamins. Multivitamins are good, but they are pointless if you don't have the real meal. I mean, think about it, guys. If you're watching here tonight, can you survive on vitamin C alone? like those soluble ones? Can you survive on all those multivitamins that you buy off the shelf? No, you've got to get the real meal, right? So get into the Word of God, go into it. And as Hebrews chapter 6 says, grow up in Christ. There's so many passages out there that I could share with you tonight. But I want to challenge all of you here in this space and time, especially if you are in a zone. I, I'm not sure how Pune is, but you are in a lockdown at a certain extent. I guess you have a little bit more time, a little more leeway to discover more about God. Don't just blast worship songs the whole day and think that you have enough time with God. No, structure it. Get to the depth of it. Build consistent habits and begin to see changes in your life. So going back again, the three things that I've shared with you tonight. Number one, which I'm going to share now, growth in our relationship with God cannot be substituted with our weekly gatherings alone. Number two, growth in our relationship with God cannot be substituted with fancy quotes or one single Bible verse. And number three, growth in our relationship with God cannot be substituted with online sermons or podcasts. Get the real meal. Get into the Word of God. You know what to do. Yes, it's going to be tough, but get into it. That's why there is a community such as Zealous to discuss more than just that recent breakup that you have. It's good. We will talk to you. It's good to discuss more than just what's happening in your office alone or all the things that are happening in your life. Let's go deeper and see how the Bible verses will speak to you. In ancient time, there is a certain pattern of how people would read the Word of God. And, and Eugene Peterson revived that again when he was teaching the people to do it. So the Jesuits used to do it those days and they call it the Lectio Divina. And Lectio Divina basically is to read the Bible until the Bible reads you. And how Eugene Peterson, this author, brings about it is really interesting and I've been practicing that manner. So he goes by four R's. Number one is how do we read the Word of God? 
So as we read the Word of God, you read it through, you read it again. The second R is to reflect in the Word of God. Okay, now that I've read, what does it mean? What does this verse mean in this period of my life and how does it speak to me? Thirdly, you respond to the Word. How you respond? You pray. You write down in your journal. Fourthly, you rest in the Word of God. As you rest in the Word of God, see the Word come to life in your life. Now, these four simple steps, again, is another practical step that you could do, which you should start doing right now, and more than just reading your Bible alone. Get into the depth of it. Tonight, I want to encourage all of you. So we know that we need to get closer with God. We know that we are stewards of our relationship with God. Or else, it would be quite embarrassing, right? People that ask us about our faith and everything, and we don't know much about our God. To discover more about our God, get deep into the Word. So as you get deep into the Word, you realize who God is for yourself. Not a borrowed conviction, but for yourself. So we know that when we work out, at least minimum three times a week, right? Maximum five times rest. If you want to push seven, it's up to you. But I like what this quote also brings about. So I was, I, I'm into MMA. I kind of like what's going on in the MMA scene. You may be wondering this pastor likes blood and all. Oh, it's not that. I just like the science of it and how these guys fight, right? And so there was, uh, Joe Rogan, uh, a very, uh, he's part of UFC. He was interviewing this trainer. And this trainer was... Uh, had a different thought about things and training. And he said, he told Joe Rogan, you know, I don't believe in having a sore body. Like when you work out, you should just work out just enough so that the next day you will be enjoying your workout again. And so his concept is consistency over intensity. The moment he said it, I was like, oh my gosh, isn't it our life sometimes? We go so, in, so intensively, right? There's so much passion and intensity and we burn out like a week later. You know, I want to be honest with you. Even though I'm a pastor, I have like a little roster for myself because I know, right, I'm weak sometimes in certain areas, especially when it comes to time. So I've crafted out a roster in such a way that I tell myself, okay, I need to read my Bible at least three times a week, non-negotiable. So a certain time I've said, this is it, three times a week. And it's like a workout for me because... I've realized in the past, there are times where I'll just go by an entire week without reading a Bible. And it was like crazy when I just begin to realize and say, sorry, God, I got to work out with you, God. I want to work out on this relationship. I'm a steward of this relationship as well, God. I know I'm a steward of relationship with my wife. I got to spend time with her. It's more than just flowers, but it's spending time, getting to know more about her. Same with you, God, as well. I want to get to know more of you. You're more than just a king, you're a friend. But there are days where you are a king over my life because I, I need some spanking to really put me straight into this path. And one of the greatest ways that we can discover about God is when we read His Word. Get into it. Consistency over intensity. The flourishing of our relationship with God is when we spend time with Him. How you flourish with God it's not because of how many times you listen to your favorite worship album. How you flourish with God. It's not about how many times you repost some famous pastor quotables, which is good if it helps you to ignite the passion. But if it's, that is your verse you live by, then hey, guys, time to check. Time to reevaluate. Look deep into your life and see what are some of the changes needed that you can be a better steward 
with your relationship with God. I pray that 2021 onwards, as you move into the next future, and I know that right now you guys are also having going through your fast and prayer period. I'm not sure if it's finished. I pray that you discover God. You discover God like never before and so that you'll be passionate for the people in your city, not just because the leaders over at Zealous is just encouraging you, but more than that, you go discover God and say, God, what else can I do for my city? And when you discover that, there's going to be a greater transaction because now it's your conviction as well. And people drive on your conviction as well. Man, can you imagine a whole community of Zealous being convicted together because they did discover God and you're running this journey together consistently and not just in an intensive way and you burn out later. So, when, we, when I use the word learn, it's going to use a lot of effort from us. Learn to read the Word of God. Get, get into it. Dive deeper into it. Learn how to read the Bible. Learn how to pray. Learn how to study with others because then you don't want to be the next guy, right, who reads the Bible and then gets into their own world. And then I've met some people before like that and then like, oh, gosh, you miss out another important element where people are involved. And that's where, zealous here, you guys, how you encourage one another. So tonight... My prayer is that your walk with God, your relationship with God will grow stronger, that you will begin to hear God speaking to you so strongly, so clearly, so vividly as you begin to read the Word of God. And I pray that you zealous will begin to be a positive impact, a major influence in your city and beyond. So tonight, as, you are gathered, as we are gathered here in this space, I believe that no one should do life alone. And today, if you think that you're still struggling, you got to be honest with yourself. If you are struggling reading the Word of God, if you are having a tough time getting into it, why not talk to someone here in this space? Talk to someone and say, hey, you know what? Whenever I read it, my mind goes blank. Teach me how to read. I want to learn how to hear from God for myself. Don't just walk on borrowed convictions. Be convicted yourself. Don't substitute God for don't substitute your relationship with God with other elements when you need the real meal and the real deal. And I pray and I believe that your relationship with God will thrive and flourish. We're so glad you've been listening in. If you'd like to know more about us, follow us on Insta at Zealous Pune or visit us online at zealous.community.